You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we're going to talk about revival, but we're going to talk about a person of revival. What are they like? And, you know, they began to talk about John the Baptist and his ministry, and when they talked about it, when Jesus talked about it, it was very interesting how he talked about John the Baptist because he asked them a question. He said, what did you expect to see? And that is a really interesting question to even put in our own day when you, you know, I, we see people come to town, they move to like our town, they move to Kansas City, and they want to find, usually they say a good church, uh, they want to find a church. A lot of times people, I think they make a mistake, but this is just my opinion, it doesn't mean it's right, but you know, feels right to me, is they, they want to find a good church or they want to find a church where they're comfortable, so they go and find a church that fits who they already are. And, you know, I would want a church that I say, this church can make me a better person. This church can make me into something else that can make me go farther than I already am. But lot, most people today, you notice most people today, they don't want to be challenged. They want to be comforted. Oh, well, that's just the day we live in, and that's another sermon. But you go in. And uh, you think, okay, let's go in and check this church out. Well, what did you expect to see when you saw that church, those congregations, or the pastor, the worship leader, whatever? Well, you expect to see somebody just like you always see everywhere. You don't expect to see anything beyond just a normal, ordinary, you know, come in, we love you, let me tell you how good you are and how much Jesus loves you, and we're going to sing a few songs, and we're going to make sure you're comfortable and uh, make sure you don't have any expectation on you, and uh, then we'll get you out of here real quick. Don't, don't you worry about that. We'll get you out of here as soon as we can so you can go do something real important and stuff you really love. And so that's what, you, that's what people expect. And so when Jesus was talking about John, he said, what did you expect to see? A reed shaken in the wind? And there's a couple of things that are important about that. In other words, did that, yeah, that's what you expected, right? You expected John the Baptist just be blowing in the wind like everybody else. The wind blows this way. John the Baptist blows this way. John the Baptist blows that way. Pastor so-and-so blows this way. And whatever fad is going, that's where the pastor goes. Whatever makes the most money, whatever draws the biggest crowd. If it's not preaching the Bible, if it's preaching movies or, you know, scripts or whatever, that's where they're going to go. Because whatever gets the most people, the most popular, and uh, the most money, that's what they're going to go. And they're just going to show, be the yeah, you know, whatever, show the most loving. That's what you expect. He said, did you expect John the Baptist to be like that reed just blowing in the wind? But there's something else that that says. You know, you've heard of King Herod. You hear mostly about King Herod when you study the birth of Jesus, right? King Herod. Well, did you know Herod, he had his own coin. He had his own coins uh, minted, I guess we would say. And the symbol on his coin was uh, a reed or a, a wheat, piece of wheat, reed, uh, a reed, and that was on his coin. So when John, uh, Jesus said, what did you expect? A reed shaken in the wind. Well, that reed would have represented King Herod. 
So they would have thought Herod because he's, he's the, the king, of, king at that time. And so you know, what was Herod? Herod? Herod was the extreme example of a compromiser. So he's basically saying, when you came to see John the Baptist, what did you expect to see? Well, what did they expect? They just expected to see another compromiser, right? Just like we go to church down here, a church over there. We got churches all over the place. Where did I drive the other day? I was driving, to, oh yeah, one of the, kind of the, we'd call it a suburb or whatever, a town over here. I had to go over here the other day. And uh, there's a highway that goes into that town. And you're not quite, you're not quite into town. It's sort of like the newer part, but it doesn't have that many houses or that many buildings. But man, everybody built a church. It's almost, it's almost hilarious. I'm not going to say the town because it wouldn't be right to say it. It is almost hilarious. I think I counted before from where you just start the almost the city limits into town. And it's not that far. I mean, like one mile. I think there were seven churches at least, <clears throat> and they're not small churches, maybe eight. They're not small churches. They're big churches. I mean, nice, big buildings, beautiful. And they got the worship center, and the, each one's got a worship center and a youth center and that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, so if I went and visited, and I, I know the names of the churches, so I know pretty much how they do stuff at each church because I know the denominations. I know those groups. And if I went and visited every one of those churches, do you think they'd be that different? Like is one of them just going to burn like the fire, you know, there's the fire of God, and then the next one's going to be dead as a doornail? No, they're all going to be middle of the road, every single one of them. So the only way they're going to get people to come is they got to have a better program than the one next. So they got to try to get the better youth leader or the better, more personality preacher, you know, or the better singer. They just got to outdo in programs, but not in gospel not in the power and presence of God. So what do I expect to see? I expect to see just another compromiser, one more talented than the other compromiser, one more brilliant than the other compromiser, one a better speaker than the other compromiser, but the message is all the same. It's a compromised message. None of it is telling me to go for it, go for it, go for it. And so... <clears throat> Herod chose the similar uh, read, and he said, did you expect to see, you know, Her uh, John the Baptist to be like another Herod, just another compromiser, just that style of preaching, you know, he'd be like a Herod? No, uh, surely you came out to expect more than that, and that's what we want. If you're going to be going to church to church or whatever, you do try to expect more than that, and, and uh, so you remember this now. Then a coin comes into the preaching, too, when they tried to trap Jesus when they said, now uh, another coin, because Caesar had a coin, too. His was different. Now, Caesar's upped Herod's. Caesar said on it, Caesar is God, okay? And so uh, you had to pay tribute to Caesar, taxes or that. And there were, there were a lot of Jews wanted to rebel or, you know, revolt against that and not pay taxes to Caesar. And so they tried to trap him because... There was a lot of, of people that wanted to revolt, and I mean physical with swords and spears and shields and, and revolt against Rome and not pay taxes. And so they're going to trap him and say, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? If he said no, then they'd say, well, then you must be one of those revolutionaries. If he said yes, then they'd say, well, you're in the, you're in the hands of Rome. You're faithful to Rome. So they're trying to make him be one or the other. And so he said, when they said, is it right to pay taxes to Rome? Well, he fooled them. He said, show me a coin. Uh-oh. 
We don't catch this. Do you know what that was? The devout Jew wouldn't even look at that coin because it said Caesar is God. So they wouldn't even look at it. But these guys were compromisers. You know how we know they're compromisers? Because they were trying to trap him, but he said, show me a coin. And they had one. They had, it, they had, they had Caesar's coin in their pockets. They were compromisers. You see how we have that today? we got a lot of preachers and teachers and churches and buildings and everything everywhere. But, you know, in their pockets is the world. they got the world in their pocket. they got the money of the world. they got the world in their pocket, in their mind, in their hearts. It's like they're preaching a worldly message. It's not revival. It's not the gospel. We don't have the scriptures hardly anymore. It's all this self-style, self-improvement uh, type of message, not, not really with Jesus in the center. And, and uh, instead of losing ourselves, we're trying to just improve ourselves, you know. And so we got the world's message in our pocket. And they had, so they had Rome in their pocket, and they said, he said, show me a coin. And they pulled out one, and they had it. So right there, we know they were compromisers. They were compromisers. And so, and, and so he said, well, when you show me that coin, he said, here's what you need to do then. You just, here's what you do. You give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. His picture's on there. So if his picture's on there, then give it to Caesar. That's what you should do. And that was such a clever answer. If his picture's on there, then why would you want to hold what belongs to Caesar? So they, they, they saw that and he, he got out of the trap. And then he got him on this one. He says, listen, here's what you do. You give to Caesar what's got his picture on it. <laughs> you give to Caesar, because it obviously belongs to Caesar. It's got his picture on it. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But then he had a follow-up statement, didn't he? And he says, but you give to God what belongs to God. And there's where the compromise was, see? You could do both. See, you could do both. See, if you have a coin... And it's got Caesar's picture on it, and you got it. Give it to Caesar. And that's not a compromise. Just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Give it to Caesar. Get rid of it. But give to God what belongs to God, and that's you. You belong to God. So they could get, give the coin to Caesar, get rid of it, and then they take themselves and give themselves. Give to Caesar what belongs to God, or what belongs to Caesar, and give yourself what belongs to God, you. And, you know... Here's where people get all mixed up, see? See, you give the coin to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. So here's the problem. One is a coin offering. And see, people get all confused about that. They get all off. You start talking about giving and giving in the offering and tithing and all that. Oh, you cause a riot in some churches and some people, they have a riot. You talk about we ought to be tithing. We ought to be givers. We ought to be generous. See, and they get all off on that coin offering coin offering and that's where they were off like it's a coin offering should we give it to caesar he said give it to caesar so but this isn't about a coin offering it's much bigger than that he said give to caesar the coin offering give the other it's not a coin offering anymore folks no it's not a coin offering it's a self offering see that's where you that's where you win you give a self offering once you give a self offering you'll stop uh, you'll stop arguing about tithing and giving once you give yourself the rest of it just follows. So see, that's what he said. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. And that's a self-offering. And that's really where the compromise stops. And that's where revival starts. So he said, what would you expect to see with John the Baptist? Just another compromiser? 
Well, you know what? We do. We kind of get to where we expect everybody just to be another compromiser, right? With the world in their pocket. It's just another beautiful church, another denomination, another preacher, you know, just another same old, same old, just in a different box or a different ribbon on it, right? Well, you could be different. We'd, we'd love to see something different come out of you and you give a self-offering of the Lord and help us bring revival to the world. Hope you got that. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.